back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, today. Uh, this is a special uh, week of the uh, Catholic Buzz Podcast because we are in the middle of Holy Week and uh, looking forward to journeying with Jesus through all the events of Holy Week. My name is Father Daniele, and I'm joined by Josh Sullivan here. Hello. Happy Holy Week yeah, to you, thank Josh. You. Yeah. And over here is Matt Van Milligan. Hi. Matt, welcome to you. Hello. So it is Holy Week, and uh, you know, I can't help but, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but when when we celebrate Palm Sunday, you know, that really, Palm Sunday is always like, oh. Now we're like, getting into now it. Now we're like, it's <laughs> like a reality check, you know? And this year we we uh, listened to the passion story of Luke. And and like I was well, obviously I, I was reading parts of it right, <laughs> but um, very moving. Oh yeah, I think very moving. Even in that gospel, there's things that I picked up. I mean, so one of the confusing things just about that the gospel on Passion Sunday was when he <laughs> to me was where you know Christ is talking about you know sell your cloaks, get some swords, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, here, we got some swords. And then he's about to be arrested, and they use those swords. And he's like, hey, stop. Don't do that. You know, like, it's like, okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you want us to do? Right. <laughs> it's a little confusing, a little confusing, but we're not talking about that today. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Luke's account as well, like, there's some things there. Jesus, like, Jesus talks a lot at the beginning of that passion uh, narr- uh, narrative, right, of, of Luke. Uh, but there's some really, really cool parts in there, like, um, I don't know if Luke is the only uh, passion story where it's like after G- after Peter denies Jesus, it's like Jesus looked at oh, Peter, yeah. you know, yeah, and yeah. that was so dramatized in the movie The Passion of the Christ. Remember yeah, that? Yeah. Awesome. It's like they were like in different, they were different parts of the uh, of the uh, temple. temple. Or, yeah, 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 but there was this look between like Jesus looked over at Peter after he denied. Very powerful, yeah, yeah. and that stood out for me to, uh, in Luke's yeah. uh, passion story. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, if if the passion story was uh, something to get you uh, right in the mood of Holy Week, now we're going to listen to John's version on Good Friday. That's what we always listen to, John's version. So we are in the middle of Holy Week. We're about to celebrate uh, all the things, depending on when people are watching or listening to us. Maybe they've already celebrated uh, some of the things. But we're always heading towards the main event of Jesus' life, and that is the resurrection. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about the resurrection because you know i think we take for granted the fact that jesus rose from the dead like that's not a small feat (laughs) you know like our whole faith is based on the fact that jesus rose from the dead and i i think we just take that for granted it's like yeah we know that jesus is sort of always with us he's around he's risen he's conquered death but what does that mean for us day to day as christians like what does that mean for us in the everyday uh parts of our life you know, yeah. and and so I think it's really important that we look back what happened at the resurrection, why, you know, why the resurrection, and then you know, there's still people out there that sort of have doubts about yeah, sure. Jesus yeah. rising from the dead. So we'll try and approach uh, those questions too. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Right. Yeah. So uh, first of all, so we know the story. Jesus dies. He's crucified on the cross on Good Friday. Yeah. Uh, three days later, so people say like, "What are the? Th- how come it's three days? Friday to Sunday is only two days, right?" Yeah. yeah. And so that we know that uh, the Jewish calendar, right, yeah. that it, it became the next day when uh, sundown, sundown. Uh, happened, right? So Friday is day one, correct? Mm-hmm. Then the night, then the sun comes down. Now it's day two. Yeah. Which I love day two because it's just like this 
sort of emptiness, right? It's just like, especially if you pray, if you pray the bravery, like a priest and people who pray the bravery, the prayers on the day where Jesus is is uh, dead. Yeah, oh, it's beautiful. It's like you know, there's there. It, it talks about how there's this grand silence on earth. It's really beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, it's like all all of Lent just kind of wrapped into a, d- a day. Exactly. It's this, this anticipation. Is, yeah. yeah, and it's so beautiful. So then all of day two is just kind of silent, right? Then sun comes down, okay. right? And the third day, that's why we have the Easter vigil yeah. after sundown yeah, on Saturday good. night, because it's now the third day and we go into the night and that's why, you know, mass typically starts depending on where you uh, celebrate in the dark, yeah. right? And then eventually the, the, lights. the lights come on and we celebrate at the resurrection. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I, it's a, it's an interesting, I mean, the whole thing together, because if he didn't rise from the dead, we would have, he rose for us, he died for us, but he also rose for us, because if he didn't die from the dead, like if the resurrection didn't happen, and we didn't have proof of that, and we didn't have, then he's just another guy that died. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, we he still could have died for our sins, but we wouldn't recognize that. Right. Does that make sense? Like yeah. we wouldn't, it's, it was through his resurrection and coming back and, and performing miracles and talking and still being with us for 40 days more that to us made us realize what his death did. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's his, his, so it's kind of a cool, the resurrection to me, the death and the resurrection, both very important parts, but the resurrection is needed for us to understand what the death did. You know, which is kind of really cool. Yeah, and it's because uh, like the significance of the cross is mm-hmm. is apparent to people, or, or something like you can miss the meaning of the resurrection, or like you, you see like billboards on the highway. It's like Jesus died for your sins, like that yeah. that understanding of like okay, we're sinful, that like a price needed to pay, like justice demands this, and then you know that price was paid. Okay, was the resurrection necessary in order mm-hmm. to for us to be saved from yeah. sin? And so. Um, it's funny because it's like the, like uh, the, one of the most significant events of of the Gospels. And like I paused and it was like, you can't measure the significance of like the major events in the Gospels against each other. It's like no, because yeah. yeah. well, there are theological debates about you know what's <laughs> like the incarnation, the um, uh, the crucifixion, and the resurrection. It was like which is more like which of them could you do without or like how? Yeah. But you need all of them to make sense of the whole. And if you look at something like. Um, like the uh, uh, book of Hebrews. Yeah. And it's like a lot of the things that we just kind of take for granted as part of our theology that we just kind of like a lot of times miss um, or like are articulated there that, you know, if, if we didn't have like even the, the question was like, okay, well, why doesn't like without the resurrection, like could Jesus just come and die again? Or is like, is, is, is it a permanent uh, yeah. <laughs> solution? Because, you know, if, if you're taking that model of like sacrificial atonement for sin, yeah. it was like, okay, why is, why is this once and for all? And then, yes. but when you understand that the resurrection itself is that, you know, death itself is being defeated. That yeah. we rise with Christ, that yeah. we are yeah, part yeah. of that inheritance, that we are, you know, brothers, that we are adopted sons and daughters of God, and through that adopted, you know, sonship, we rise with Christ in the resurrection. And it's like that can be missed in, you know, yeah. well, first of all, like, uh, and and I don't want to downplay the significance of of the crucifixion <laughs> at all, but no, it's no. like, but that sometimes that's where our, our main focus is. And, and yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question that uh, young people ask a lot. Like, yeah. what's the difference between, uh, you know, someone coming back from the dead or like Lazarus. raised? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And, and that's what I always say. Like, well, someone who comes back, like Lazarus, for example, yeah. he yeah. comes back to life. He can die again. Yeah. Right? Yeah, he can exactly. die again. Yeah, he, yeah. he died again. That's right. Yeah. That's right. right? 
whereas uh, Jesus, who's risen from the dead, that's it. Like, there's no, yeah. there's no dying again. Like, no. he's raised from the dead. He's transcended into this new, you know, resurrected life, mm-hmm. right? Which is really cool because that's where we're, that's what our prayer is for us too. Yeah. Like in his death and resurrection, you know, in the funeral mass, there's this prayer that always says, you know, uh, we pray for the so-and-so who shared in uh, our prayer is that having shared in a death like his, like Jesus's, mm-hmm. may also share in yeah. his resurrection. That's our prayer. Yeah. Like yeah. That's our for us to be people who rise with Jesus. And there's some kind of significance. I forget when I was doing my research, I just kind of hitting on that note was there's a difference between rise from the dead and resurrection. Resurrection, like rise from the dead means your soul, like there's a difference. It has to do with the soul and the body. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what it is, but like is rising from the dead. Um, your, your soul's died too, or your soul, you know, like potentially is called back, but was resurrection from the dead when you rise, when you resurrect, um, you've defeated death. Well, I think yeah. I think we've already said. So. And there's lots of times too that Jesus talks about him rising from the dead. Remember in, yeah. jo- in the second chapter of John, I, I love that uh, gospel part of John where it's like, like <clears throat> this re- temple took yeah, this, this temple yeah, took yeah. forever to build, <laughs> and in three days you're gonna build it up again. You know, and people are mocking him. And I really love in all the gospels, but how Jesus really does talk. And you don't see what he actually like. When, if you take it literally at face value, you're going to misinterpret it. Yeah. But you step back a little while, and you and 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 you then experience. You go, oh, that's what he meant. Yeah, and in some day, in some ways, that happens still today. People I don't, take what Jesus says at face value, and they're like, hey, this doesn't make sense, or oh, you know, Christians follow everything the Bible says, and it's like, well, you're missing the main point. Speaking of missing the main point. What are some things, like concerns that people have about the resurrection that prevent them from understanding what Jesus actually did, what God did in this in this resurrection? Hmm. There's, I mean, I think I think a lot of people have doubts, uh, or not doubts, but if you're thinking about it, I mean, what can, this has only happened once, <laughs> you know? What I mean, like yeah. I, we kind of mentioned that. So, what are some of the things that are blocking that? That, that well, I mean, the, there's a lot of myths out there, a lot of potential um, misbeliefs, let's say, that people throw out there. Like every time, the, have you ever seen? Well, is it, I think the movie's called Resurrection or uh, Risen. Risen. It's about. It's a fictional movie, but based on kind of what happened after Christ, and it's about kind of like a detective CIS um, show with basically the detective. Is it from the perspective of the Roman uh, soldier? Yeah, that's the one. Yes, that's the one. it's called Risen. It is Risen. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, oh, it's a beautiful, yeah. a beautiful one where they kind of hit a lot of those myths and they disband them by talking about, like, so why isn't it... Like, for instance, the apostles. Um, maybe they're trying to figure out that this is what actually happened. Like, they, they want to make it Jesus a legend. So they yeah. go in, they overpower the guards, they roll away the stone, and they steal his body. And then yeah. they just start telling everybody. Well, two things here. First of all, you're not going to tell people... First of all, in the Gospels, it's very pretty accurate on all accounts things like they ran away scared yeah <laughs> that, that wouldn't get into the myth you know yes, what i mean like yes, that would yes, be yeah. um they, they, they were cowards yeah. that they that they they were hid in the upper room afterwards yeah like none of those things would get into the myth if if they were trying like you never t- tell the bad things you know it's always the good things yeah they didn't all of a sudden gain this courage and go and steal jesus body exactly yeah, that's yeah. what you're trying to well, say well that's yeah, yeah. And, and 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 in the in the gospel accounts too they wouldn't have let that part like well, we're all hiding in the upper room yeah. like that, that wouldn't come out it would be like uh oh well, wow you know 
we God told us to wait till he rose, you know, that kind of thing. You know, and I think there's a there's people look I, there's this disdain for the Bible today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, people think like oh, just because it's in the Bible, you believe it. Well, it's like, mm, yes, because like uh, <laughs> it's the inspired word of God. But there's so much uh there's so much like life giving news in there. Like you look at St. Paul, for example, like St. Paul, he doesn't make himself look good. He talks about how he, you know, was persecuting the Christian people. And he talks vividly about this conversion experience he had when Jesus appeared to him on the road to Damascus. Right. And his whole life, his whole writings, his whole experience, the people like you go to places in Greece or whatever, (laughs) all these places that Paul visited. uh, I'm I'm, I'm, I thinking John with Greece. uh, no, uh, Paul, no, no, Paul yeah, was there too. Yeah. yeah, of course. And uh, you know all these places that uh, Paul visited. Like there, there are remnants of his visit there today. Like mm-hmm. there are historical places where Paul had visited and all these things. And and you look at those. Like, do, do people honestly think that Paul made all this up? Well, not like, only, and for what reason? Not only that, a lot of those accounts. First of all, there are details. So if you're going to make something up, a lot of times you don't have things like details, meaning historical figures that are alive at that time. You don't have places that were around at that time because you make up cities, you make up names. But a lot of those things are in like our historical accounts. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have outside the Bible resources that yeah. are collaborating with exactly what's going on during the Bible. Exactly. So Jesus was a real person, and we know that. We know that St. Paul made some trips. We have record of even uh, a couple of the apostles in China, I think, or, I mean, the, some of those are a little bit potentially myths, but, like, you know, like, where where they kind of got, yeah, stories all over the place and some historical accounts of these areas that kind of line up with what the Bible says. Absolutely. And 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 they're not they're not written to make anyone look good. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, yeah. There's was, there's people's faults in them and Yeah, if you're taking this like CIS approach, yeah. that it's um like in, in terms of like means and motive, it's like okay, motive. Like what did they get out of this? You know, <laughs> yeah. persecution they were and persecuted. martyrdom. Yeah. yeah, it's like so <laughs> they were killed. Yeah, strategically if if that was what happened, you know, it it doesn't it doesn't really add up or it doesn't make sense that you, unless they yeah, it, unless they thought this was true, you know, they had no idea. Yeah, what, the, what they the dedicated their lives and died and most of them died on a cross. Most of them died uh, sure. some kind of um uh, some persecuted death yeah, of some, some um, sort they of died martyrs, right? Yeah. Uh, one of the other ones though that I also kind of comes up a lot of times is um, women were the first people to testify seeing Christ alive. If they wanted to make this fact up in the Jewish uh, world at that time, the women at that time they weren't, weren't credible. They weren't uh, witnesses. Exactly. For like yeah. you, you wanted to have. Uh, they weren't seen as credible witnesses. They I should seen, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we know that now, but the, by that time they weren't seen that way. So they, like, you wouldn't write down that women were the first ones to see it if you wanted it to be a credible witness, yeah. right? Like it, it was. But that's what we have, and we have like Mary Magdalene. We have the weeping women. We have, I mean, the women going to do spices, and they and the and the angels talk to them. We have uh, Mary Magdalene. We have a whole bunch of different areas before we even have Peter and the apostles. Like the women went, Mary Magdalene went and grabbed, or Mary, I should say, <laughs> Mary Magdalene, I don't know if it was her exactly, but ran and got Peter mm-hmm. and John and they ran back to the tomb. Like it was women that announced his resurrection to the rest of the people, you know? Yeah. And what I like about that account, you know, it's like uh, Mary who sees <laughs> Jesus in the, uh, like standing there, she thinks he's the gardener. Eh? I really like that account of, of the resurrection appearance because like right at first, Mary doesn't recognize him, yeah. right? So that gives us a little insight of what Jesus looked like in the resurrection. Yeah. He wasn't he like... like when he died. <laughs> yeah, but, but to say like he, he, he wasn't this like 
zombie yes. who's come back from the death. Yeah. He wasn't in this like uh, coma or well, uh, yeah, so he wasn't sleeping or they they didn't kill him just totally yeah. or whatever yeah, like exactly. that. You know, like, like they think that well, it's three days. Okay, so they beat him up really bad. Yeah, and then they put him in there, and then he woke out of his coma. Yeah, and somehow he by himself rolled away the stone this you know stone that's 300 pounds or whatever right. it was uh, and then and then overtook the guards yeah. and then you know like all that kind of stuff think about the romans were expert executioners yeah, like they you were you can't hide a scourging no you can't hide <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah. yeah and the scourging he was beaten between like it wasn't it wasn't yeah. t- hit him 10 times it was hit him hit him as many times that pretty much bring him to the point of death was yeah. was the number right it was 49 lashes or whatever it 39. was 39 39 yeah. that's because 40 was said to kill a man that's right. and so bring him to the point of death and then after that, they made him walk up the hill. And then they didn't, like, the soldiers went around and broke everybody's legs because it was taking time for them to die. They looked at Jesus and were like, oh, yeah, no, he doesn't have to. So instead, they stab his heart. Like, you don't really survive, first of all, the scourging, even the crucifixion, all that stuff. Like, he lost so much blood by that time, he was dead. And then they stabbed his heart. Like, like you don't survive that. <laughs> I'm sorry, you know? And so, anyways, yeah. Yeah, so the the appearances that he made afterwards then, right? Because yeah. like there's a bunch of when he's risen from the dead, he comes like that one where he meets the uh, apostles on the on the beach. Yes. Right? Yeah. And they're he's like cooking fish. They're, he's cooking they're, fish. Yeah. 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 It's just such a it just makes me laugh every time. It's yeah. just like they're just enjoying this meal and you can you can picture the the men looking at him like you know, like what is he doing? And he's like, "Come and eat breakfast." Yeah, like it's just so casual. Like, yeah, there's uh, okay. You can do a really interesting kind of study and just go through the the Gospels, Acts of the Apostles, that um, you know, after the resurrection, um, well, and 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 prior to, uh, look at all the times Jesus encounters people and they share a meal yes. and they eat, and it's yeah. that it's a um, um, a you know an embodiment of the Eucharist. So like something like the the road to Emmaus. Yeah. That, um, you know, and it's it's really interesting that, like, they're walking away from Jerusalem. They're walking right. away from, because it's, like, uh, shows a kind of, like, disbelief in, yeah. in what I was like, okay, well, <laughs> we were following this guy, and then he died. Then it's like, okay, now back to normal life, back to fishing, back yeah. to, like, whatever yeah, yeah. their uh, situation was. But then he walks with them. He, like, he joins them. He walks with them. In the um, wrong direction. <laughs> yes, but he's like, so, like, what are you talking about? What's, and he's like, yeah. haven't you heard? Like, yeah. do you, like, you have no idea what's been going on. And they relate to him the facts, the history, that, like, yeah. these are the events. These are the, the things that happened. And it's like, I don't know, I, I love that passage because it's like, love it. Jesus is, like, patiently hearing them out. about yeah. Like, hearing them t- tell him about himself. Um, and then, you know, he walks with them. And then he opens the scriptures to them. He breaks the bread, and it's in the breaking of the bread. It's the, in the sharing that. of the meal, and it's the same language. Yeah. Um, of, it's like from, yeah, from Luke twenty four to yeah. Luke twenty two. Yeah. That it's like it's the same language of the taking the bread, blessing it, and yeah. yeah. And that's that's what opened their eyes. I must say, Jesus, yeah. his post resurrection appearances are very cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. very cool. And 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 he, what I like about them is 
that he's appeared to people as they needed him to. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. not, it wasn't like him being like, look at me, I'm resurrected. Yeah, exactly. It was like he, sh- like you're talking about the, 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 the guys on the, on the road to Emmaus, like they're, they're just crushed and walking yeah. away from every, all the events that are happening. He, he appears to them and brings them back, right? He yeah. brings them back. He well, goes he to the walks apostles. with them in the wrong direction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For, like he's then, with them in their yeah. sadness yeah. and then brings them to joy, yeah. right? There's lots of stuff we could talk about yeah. in our own life about that. And then the, the apostles in the locked room, yeah. right? Like these are the men he chose to be like, go, you're the, you're the bishops of our church. And they're sitting in this. They're hiding. Th- yeah. In this dark room. And I always <laughs> picture that room like. You know, like there's probably not a lot of airflow. It's grungy, smelly, and, yeah, yeah. and all these guys are there, and they, and they've been crying, and they, and they're they're sad. You know, yeah. like days when you don't leave your room or something like that. The <laughs> smell in your room, yeah. and these guys are sitting there, and he breaks through there. Yeah. He breaks through the, the sadness of these people. I, I think a big part there too is is also like they're they're hidden, they're hiding, they're they're scared for their own lives. Yeah, and like in saying that, kind of shows a well how cowardly they are until Jesus appears to them again. Right. But in all that, what you're talking about, the breaking of the bread, even in that one where he appears with Thomas and everything else, uh, one, of the, one of the other myths that it disperses there is that Jesus was after his resurrection. So I believe that Jesus died, he he rose from the dead, but really he went to heaven. Like his body didn't really go, but that's what they say or whatever. And it's all a myth. It's a hallucination or it's a vision or it's, you know, maybe Christ came back as a vision. But that kind of disperses that he ate, bread with them ghosts don't eat bread yeah. right a vision yeah, yeah, can't yeah, pick yeah, yeah. up a loaf and, and eat it um he said to thomas feel my feel the holes in my hands feel my feet like very specifically come out and touch me i'm real like this is not i'm not a ghost you know and and he even says that i think a couple of times and they like i'm not a ghost like yeah. feel feel with your hands you know yeah and it says that, that they thought he was a ghost right yeah, yeah. Uh, when they were uh, having breakfast there on the beach yeah, and there's so much like the the we could you know people could meditate on the resurrection accounts like each day and really find some fruit for their own spiritual life yeah, because sure. there's just so much there. You know, you mentioned Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, Thomas disappears. You know, everyone else is hiding. You, like mm-hmm. you mentioned, they're hiding. Yep. Where does Thomas go? Like where does he go? That's yeah. You know, like did he go far? Did he did he ha- did he need his alone space? Mm-hmm. You know, did he have to process these I, things? I. And, I, yeah. and 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 then he comes back and everyone's so excited, right? Like you could just picture the mood change in the room. Yeah. You know, from when Thomas snuck out, everyone's in this sadness, right? Yeah. And then when he comes back, like they're happy. Like yeah. you could just and sense totally that different. Yeah. Totally different people. Yeah. And yet he won't believe them. Yeah. You know, and it's like sometimes I think about people in our own lives, you know, people who are exposed to the Christian faith or the story about Jesus, you know, and here we are so excited to tell people about Jesus who's risen from the dead and, and they can see that in us. They can see the excitement. They can see the joy, but yeah. they're just like, nah, I'm, I'm not going to believe, <laughs> you know? So we might have Thomases in our life, in our families and our yeah. friends, uh, groups or whatever, you know, we got to pray for them to have, to have a, to have an encounter with the risen Jesus, you know, like just like Thomas did. I think it's beautiful, like uh, if we reflecting on the resurrection uh, appearances, because for our own life, look look at all the moments of the apostles. You know, there's this deep sadness in people, and Jesus turns that around. Yeah. That's what we're supposed to encounter this week on Holy Week. Like 
Palm Sunday sort of, like we said, sort of sets the tone for us. And we're like, ooh, boy, it's Holy Week here. We know what's coming. And then it's like Holy Thursday. It's like, wow, this is what Jesus did the night before he was... he he was Instituted the Eucharist. Yeah, Yeah, he he gave us this gift that we sometimes take for granted. We come here to to church and we... (laughs) And we celebrate, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then it's like Good Friday, very emotional, you know, Jesus is, is dead. But it's all leading to the resurrection. It's yeah. all leading that we too, as Christian people in this world, you know, Jesus encounters us. He appears to us too, yeah. to take to take away our sadness, to take away our doubts and all these different things. You know, so don't get caught up with these little uh, doubts and things no. that people have about the resurrection. Because I think, I think uh, there's so much... There's so much, so much blessings that we can take from the story of Jesus's resurrection. I mean, it is the per- it is the whole uh, purpose of our faith, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's part of it. I think part of it is, is the way that we we it is faith. It is you yeah. know what I mean. Uh, to, the what he talked about to Thomas is is like blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe. Yeah, like that's exactly. just right there, right then his words like. Because he knew there's generations after this, 2,000 years, even more, that people are going to tell this story, but they've never seen it. So just to believe it, you know, like, blessed are those who don't need to touch me to believe this, you know? It's so true. Yeah. I I, I think, too, there's an element of uh, excitement in me this Holy Week because, like, let's be honest, for the last two years... Oh, we haven't been able to celebrate. We haven't celebrated Mm -hmm. Holy Week together, right? Like, I was just thinking back, like, two years ago... We didn't celebrate together. Like I remember yeah. celebrating uh, those uh, Easter celebrations by myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, I remember. And uh, then last year, like right at the last minute, we were told that we were only allowed fifteen percent capacity in, yeah. in our area. Really where shut we live things in, down. Uh, yeah, and so you know, like we think about the Easter vigil last year. <laughs> like Matt is, uh, you know, is on our <laughs> RCI team. Like last year, we brought in ten new Catholics to our parish, <laughs> and we were only allowed forty people in the church. So. <laughs> We had 10 new Catholics plus their sponsors, yep. you know, and, and then, then their families. You're yeah. each allowed to bring two people. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it, w- it was a really special occasion for them yeah. because it was like, wow, you know, but, uh, you know, so this year, you know, we don't have those restrictions and, and I encourage people to, to attend your Holy Week celebrations this week because and not only are they beautiful and, and they're, uh, they're really moving, but there's so much grace abounding this time of year. Like this Holy Week, there's so much grace, you know, and I, I ask people to bring their prayers. If there's doubts in their heart, if there's things that they struggle with, if there's things about Jesus' death or resurrection that they don't understand, like now is the time to bring them forward because the, the, the grace that comes from the resurrection of this time of year is just palpable. And like you said, too, just listening to the Word of God, listening to the, like listening to the story as we go, Holy Thursday, Good Friday, attending the Tritium, right? Yeah. Like, and and it, there's things, I, I've been doing it for years now, obviously, um, all my life, but every time I listen now, I still get something out of that gospel sure. that is like, oh, that strikes me really hard. You know, oh, that's... Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, exactly. So, um, what was your favorite appearance of Jesus after his resurrection? Okay, <laughs> I it actually is the fisher boat. I think there's actually uh, whatever account it is. I think Peter is naked and he jumps into the water. I think that's like that. That always makes fun. It's funny because you got to think of it like I always picture Peter as being the um, spontaneous, yeah. you know, kind of like reaction versus a bit impulsive, thinking. yeah, bit of impulsive, yeah. yeah. And that God uses him to install the first church. I, love, I mean, to be the first um, after Jesus left. But the uh, but that's that's the that's the impulse of like the he, he's the one that cuts off the ear. He's the one that um, yes, of course we're going to follow you. And then he's the one that's like they're they're kind of 
you know, sun tanning on the boat, and all of a sudden it's like, what? That's Jesus! Oh, oh! You're like, and he just yeah. jumps off and swims to shore. Yeah, you know, and so I love it. That's my favorite. <laughs> that is cool. What about you, Matt? Yeah, I, I would say the road to Emmaus, because yeah. um, well, like for the the reasons that I said before, um, and it's a good like it's it's analogous of my kind of uh, conversion conversion from Protestantism, yeah. and it's like this this um this idea that like um. You can have a fact-based historical understanding of, you know, Jesus and Christianity and whatever. And like, it is funny. It's like that we, we can often um, uh, embody this in our prayers, and we're like by telling Jesus who He is by yeah. like, like you're you're this per-, and like, and and that that's the expression of our faith. But it's really in kind of the revelation that is manifest in the Eucharist, in like Christ present before us. And it was like that's like I I I have a strong that's, kind I of like personal that. resonation yeah. uh, with that uh, with that appearance. But like even even what we were talking about before that, um, <clears throat> almost all of the appearances really really emphasize the fact that Christ is resurrected, fully embodied. He's not just a spirit hovering over them. He's with them. He's yes. eating them, inviting yeah. them to touch him. That it's like um, the uh, the hypo the hypostatic union is retained even in the resurrection. It's not as though he sheds. His humanity after being raised from yeah. the dead right. and is like he's still fully human fully god yeah. even even in his ascension yeah. that it's like again coming back to that hebrews idea that it's like we are fully adopted into this uh this relationship we are rising with christ that, that it's a redemption of humanity itself mm-hmm. um which is yeah again if, if we um not take our focus away from the crucifixion but you know look look at the crucifixion resurrection as two sides of the same coin yeah i think i think like yeah the significance of that just really strikes me each time yeah i love That's it amazing. Yeah. yeah i love that too uh, uh, I, I would say the thomas story yeah yeah like uh i i could be stubborn like thomas you know <laughs> and like everyone's around you like come on thomas jesus was here and yeah and you're just like no I, i'm not i'm not gonna believe you you know I, until i see it for myself so that thomas story uh you know and and for me too it's like you know sometimes uh, we have to be reminded that we have to stay with the Christian crowd, mm-hmm. you know, like people who separate themselves from the church, you know, like uh, don't have that support of the Christian community. Yeah. Like Thomas separated himself from his community for a yeah. while to go yeah. deal with his own sadness, you know, and uh, when he came back, he was just so closed to what they had to say. But it's in community. It's in the church community where we where we find encouragement, where we find support, where we find people who have who have had to deal with these issues before yeah. and can help us deal with our own issues, right? Can help us talk. Think like Jesus was here. He was standing right there. This is what he said. You know, and when when we've separated ourselves from the Christian community, we just sort of close ourselves off to that idea that uh, we can find you know, refuge there. We can't find strength there. So Thomas needed Jesus to come and be like, put your hands here. And then he was like, oh, my my Lord and my God, which is really amazing because Thomas makes this profession of faith, you know, but let's not forget for eight days, you know, it wasn't yeah. just like an hour, yeah. but for eight days, like a whole week went by and he was like, I'm not going to believe you. Yeah. Right. So I encourage those people who have walked away from the church you know, to come back and, and, and to find to find uh, friendship in the community of the church, you know, and, and to find encouragement there. The risen Jesus, 
leads us back to, to a community. You know, notice after, notice after Thomas uh, met Jesus, he didn't, he didn't leave again. He no, stuck yeah. with the crowd. <laughs> he was energized for his mission and his purpose, right? And so that's what Jesus uh, does for us when we stay in community. We only have a few minutes left, but I, I do want to mention that Easter Sunday obviously is the day of the resurrection, yeah. but it's one, of, it's one of those events in our church calendar year that actually happens for an octave. Which means for eight days, beginning on Easter Sunday, we celebrate it as if it's Easter Sunday. Yep. So there's Easter Sunday, Easter Monday, Easter Tuesday, all the way to Divine Mercy Sunday, then the, the following. So all those eight days are solemnities in our church. Uh, they are to be celebrated like Easter Sunday. So uh, do you know the other time of the year where we have an octave? No. Christmas? Yeah. Christmas. Christmas. It's the Christmas <laughs> octave. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So for eight days after Christmas, we have a Christmas octave. So it's like it's Christmas Day every day for eight days. So yeah, so those people who uh, maybe can catch a daily mass or something like that or, or keep praying your Easter prayer, uh, whatever it might be, for eight days. We celebrate Easter for eight days. And then, of course, that's just we celebrate the Easter day for eight days, right? Um, which is funny because we were just talking about yeah. Thomas for eight yeah. days. Mm-hmm. You know, but but yes, the Easter season lasts for fifty days. Mm-hmm. So if we need to reflect on these Easter accounts and see what we can what we can ref- what we can sort of get for our own spiritual reflection, we have fifty days to do it, and we're going to be doing that together at, at church on Sunday. We're going to be doing that together uh, throughout the Easter season. Let's reflect on the resurrection appearances of Jesus because there's so many. You know, um, what what I love too is after that fifty days, we end with the church's birthday. Yes, right. We end with exactly. Pentecost. When Christ yes. goes back up and says, "Okay, you guys are here now. Go do your thing," you know, and it's gives so us the Holy true. Spirit, and it's the birthday of the church. It's so true, and it's like, it just reminds me. It's like Jesus did what he had to do. Eh? Yeah. He like goes and appears to people. He mo- he gets them motivated, energized for their purpose, for their mission. People are are excited to go and live this Christian faith, even though, like Matt said before, like at, at, they were going to face persecution, but mm-hmm. they were like ready to go. Yeah, and they went and did it, and then he's like, "Hey." You know what you got to do. I'm leaving. Sort of thing, yeah, you know? yeah. So it's really beautiful. So that's all the time uh, we have uh, today. But uh, thanks for talking about the uh, resurrection. We are Easter people. Like we are Easter people. And so it's great to reflect on uh, the resurrection of Jesus. And on behalf of the entire crew here at the Catholic Buzz podcast, <laughs> uh, we wish you all a happy Holy Week and a happy Easter. We hope that the blessings of the risen Christ uh, will be with all of you. Uh, for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milligan, my name is Father Daniele. We'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz.